Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, it's Mark K from The Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to The Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. To all you naysayers out there, what did Donald Trump accomplish? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes, he did accomplish something. He made history. He brought Kim Jong-un to the peace table. So you people need to get over it. Kudos to Donald Trump. Man, kudos to Donald Trump because he was able to bring uh, Kim Jong-un to the peace table, which is uh, apparently insane. It sounds like a delicious red. That's going to be a restaurant chain, by the way, that they open it up uh, after this whole thing. Is uh, What's up, buddy? This is Mark K. You're listening to the Mark K. Show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Lots of open mics, of course, about the uh, peace talks and the document that Donald Trump signed. And man, we have so much audio from Donald Trump's press conference, which well, I mean, again, all always Donald Trump's press conferences are exciting, especially when he opens it up to questions, not just from the press, but this time the international press, the international press. And n- not a lot of people in the press gallery were as excited with the outcome of this as well. Everybody on the open mics. If Donald Trump achieves complete, irreversible, verified denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula, he will be the greatest president ever, and the liberals will have to admit it. Mm. Yeah, they're going to have to admit that, although they probably will not. But that's, I mean, that's exactly what this whole thing wanted, you know, part three of this uh, document that they signed, uh, reaffirming the April 27, 2018 Panmunjom Declaration, the DPRK, which is North Korea, commits to work toward complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's, that was the major thing that Donald Trump set forward to get done in this whole scenario. And that's the major thing that he got done. And you'll hear in his own words, he didn't even think they were going to get that far. But man, nothing but love. Well, <laughs> on the open mics for Donald Trump today. On the news, uh, it's a little different. Well, once again, CNN mocks the president's Korea deal. I think they're on the side of nuclear war. I was listening yesterday because last night during the Bachelorette, uh, which I was only watching because my wife was watching it and I wanted to spend time with her. Um, but during the Bachelorette, they broke in and they showed the you know president meeting uh, meeting Kim Jong Un, shaking his hand, sitting down with him. There wasn't really any news to report, but I mean, there there never is when they break in. And they're sitting and they're talking about this, this, and that. And George Stephanopoulos is in the background, and he's saying, "If this fails, here's what will happen. If this doesn't work, here's what happened. If President Trump cannot." do this and i'm just like dude he literally just arrived he sat down and shook the man's hand give him some time and of course in the end we know what happened oh we know 
If you don't know what happened, don't worry. I'm about to tell you, but here's basically the gist of it. Well, I expect to see a Trump Tower and a McDonald's in North Korea pretty soon. That's basically the gist of it. We're going to have Trump Tower. We're going to have McDonald's. We're going to have IHOBs all over North Korea. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be like a, the beginning of a, of a new day. Well, I mean, look, and it's a slow process. All right. It's a slow process. But basically, you know, Donald Trump came out with more than a lot of people thought he would. And so many people today are really excited about it. I think the naysayers are always going to be anti-Trump no matter what he does. Just switch the names from Trump to Obama and you'd hear a whole different story on what happened. Well, that is 100% true. When you listen to the questions that were being asked, and, you know, a lot of people I've noticed have been drawing a similarity to Cuba. Cuba was opened up. Cuba had a brutal dictator for years. Cuba, a communist regime. Cuba, Cuba this, Cuba that. They never let anybody in. Their people were living in poverty. They're driving cars from 1967. They don't even have any decent music or movies, for crying out loud. But all of a sudden, Obama lifts the sanctions on Cuba, opens up Cuba. Jay-Z and Beyonce are flying to Cuba to make music videos. And, oh, my God, he's the best president in the entire world. Donald Trump's basically trying to do the same thing with North Korea, and there is so much negativity. And one of the first questions that uh, when Donald Trump was at the press conference, after he talked about the uh, the agreement, after he talked about the you know everything that they've been able to accomplish in such a short time, the first question was about Otter Warmbier. Um, he was a student that came back from North Korea in a coma, later died, and you know they said, what about all these? What about all these problems in North Korea? What about all these horrible things that Kim Jong Un has done? What about Otto Warmbier? And Donald Trump had an answer to that question. I think without Otto, this would not have happened. Something happened from that day. It was a terrible thing. It was brutal. But a lot of people started to focus on what was going on, including North Korea. I really think that Otto is someone who did not die in vain. I told this to his parents. Special young man. And, and I have to say, special parents, special people. Otto did not die in vain. He had a lot to do with us being here today. You know what it is? I, and I think here's the underlying process. The press in this scenario, they're acting less like reporters. And you're going to hear this because we're going to go through a lot of Donald Trump's answers and a lot of the questions that he was asked about what happened in North Korea. But the, the underlying um, issue or the underlying theme of this is the press underestimating Donald Trump's preparedness as president of the United States to deal with North Korea. Every question, basically, they're trying to trip him up. They're bringing up things from the past, like Otto, Otto Warmbier. They'll bring up the Clintons later on. They'll bring up things about this actual particular meeting. They'll bring up things about denuclearization. They'll talk about the timelines. And, and answer after answer, Donald Trump shows that he not only has studied, but knows what he's talking about, has talked to experts, has not just political knowledge of the situation, but also has scientific knowledge about what's required to denuclearize a country that is so far along as North Korea. He's talking about Kim Jong-un. He knows everything that needs to be said, and he has an answer for everything. And I think more and more you're going to see that agitating the press because they, in this situation where they don't have a lot of information, all they can do is try to make the, the president look like an idiot. But he's too good and too well-versed and too prepared for any of that. And what the one of the very first questions was, you know, again, hey, do you really expect North Korea? Are they really going to, you know, do this forever? Maybe they'll do it for a while. Are they going to do it forever? And Donald Trump came roaring back. Unwavering commitment to the complete denuclearization 
of the Korean Peninsula. This is the document that we just signed. Yeah, unwavering, unwavering commitment to the complete denuclearization. And, he, and he's stressing that. He's like, I just signed this. I'm not an idiot. I know what I signed. And uh, this is going to happen. A lot of people, are, you know, accuse him of underestimating Kim Jong Un. Is he is he going to do this finally? You know, what makes him such a um, you know a, a responsible leader? How can he even be believed? And Donald Trump had an answer for that as well. I think he might want to do this as much or even more than me because they see a very bright future for North Korea. I mean, there's nothing but a dark future for North Korea without this. You know, there's nothing but you've got an you've got international sanctions that are crippling and destroying your economy. You've got this leader who's chasing nuclear weapons, but knows in the end it's only going to end in the destruction of himself and his entire regime. You've got, you know, people that are impoverished. You've got, you know, the entire world basically hating on you. There's two ways to go. You can continue down that path and be considered a great leader to those people that are too afraid to say anything else. Or you could actually be a great leader and you could open up your your country you could go meet with people you could go out and say hey you know what maybe this isn't the best course of action maybe what my father did and my grandfather my great-grandfather and everybody else in the world maybe they didn't know what i'm starting to learn and maybe they never encountered somebody like donald trump and in fact that's something that donald trump was asked why why did this never happen before you know, and this, listen to this. Listen to this cynical question from this international reporter. Many presidents previously have signed off of pieces of paper, only to find that the North Koreans either didn't promise what we thought they had, or actually reneged on those promises. What makes this time different, Mr. President? Well, you have a different administration. You have a different president. You have a different Secretary of State. You have people that are, you know, it's very important to them, and we get it done. The other groups, maybe it wasn't a priority. I don't think they could have done it if it was a priority, frankly. I don't think they honestly could have done it even if it was a priority. Burn! Look at that. I mean, it's a new, he's basically saying, hey, they, hey, boy, there's a new sheriff in town. And we're here to clean up, you know, Dodge or Washington, D.C. or, you know, Pyongyang in this case. There's a definite underlying tone of Donald Trump's presidency. Everything that every other president said they were going to do and failed to do, we're going to do. We're going to start with North Korea. We're going to build the wall. We're going to make the economy great again. We're going to get the jobs back. We're going to not kowtow to the G7. We're not going to take it for granted that Canada and Mexico are our best buddies in the entire world. When one of them steals money out of our pocket, we're going to make sure that the rest of the world knows about it. And we're going to steal money right back out of theirs until they stop it. And these are things that every other president really in recent history has just scoffed at you know it's been business as usual there are oh there's protocols there's ways that we do this well those protocols never worked and now you're seeing what happens when you take the protocols you rip them up and you throw them in the trash which by the way i think donald trump did and he wasn't supposed to and then they had to I don't hear they have to, like, put him back together with tape. That's okay. He's got people for that. Uh, 340-1045. we got a ton of more open mics that I want to get into here. We've got more calls for Donald Trump to win the Peace Prize. Uh, we're only half done with the ridiculous comments from the press. And with every dumb question, they actually make Donald Trump look like a better, more influential, and more superior negotiator than I think they mean to. And like I said, we'll get into more into that here in just a minute. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Quick break. Some of your phone calls next. Stay tuned. 
This is the Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'll tell you, man, everybody all fired up about the Kim Trump Summit and the press conference this morning that I heard on my way to where like 5 a.m. I get in the car and I turn it on and I hear Donald Trump taking questions from reporters in Singapore. And, you know, typical, typical questions, all negative. I'll put in trying to put a negative spin on such a positive situation. Uh, but that's, you know, that's par for the course when you're Donald Trump. But that's not just because he owns a lot of golf courses. That's actually that's actually like a thing. A lot of open mic messages. What do you think about the Donald Trump summit? I think it was historical. It was huge. Trump is the man. Only Trump can get this done. Not Obama, not not the rest of them. With all the diplomacy Obama got, he couldn't get this done. But Trump got it done with tough talk and real talk and compassion and all those other things. Go Trump. We love you, brother. Love you, brother. Look at that. Not Obama, not the rest of them with all that diplomacy crap. That didn't work. <laughs> this is what, and you know what? It's, this is interesting, too, because they asked Donald Trump, uh, you know, they asked Donald Trump, hey, let me ask you a question about uh, Kim Jong-un. You know, would you ever have him to the White House? Would you ever go see him? Here's what Donald Trump said. Well, at a certain time, I will. I said that will be a day that I look very much forward to at the appropriate time. And I also will be inviting Chairman Kim at the appropriate time to the White House. And they'll find something negative about that, too. You know, they'll find instead of it being a historic moment when a U.S. president visits Pyongyang, uh, you know, when to celebrate the denuclearization of the peninsula or, you know, a more open border policy with South Korea or the lifting of the sanctions because the human rights violations are all gone. Whenever, you know, he goes over there to, to celebrate that, it'll be a negative thing. And if he ever comes to the White House, that'll be, oh, you know, no president has ever done this. No president. Is it, is it, is it giving Kim too much power? Dude, the guy runs a country. I mean, he's in fact, probably one of the most annoying questions asked was about Donald Trump uh, creating this equal footing with Kim Jong-un. And it was it was probably also one of the best answers that Donald Trump gave in the wake of what had just happened. Uh, I'll play the question. I'll play the answer here in just a minute. Also, a lot of people making a, a flap about this video that Donald Trump made. Kind of projecting, <laughs> they're calling it a trailer. Some people are calling it a propaganda film. It's basically to project a future, a potential future with North Korea and the United States, uh, you know, creating unity and utopia in the world or North Korea continuing down the path that they're going and just, you know, getting destroyed by nukes. So uh, we'll play a little bit of that video and the response that Donald Trump had to this ridiculous question. That's all on the way. Got to take another quick break. Uh, 340-1045 if you want to get through. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Yeah, it is. What's up? My name's Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'll tell you, all the talk today, I mean, there's really only one thing to say. There's only one thing to say today. Nobel Peace Prize, baby. Winning. I mean, I mean, you really have to think, if there is not a Nobel Peace Prize in Donald Trump's future for this act, then clearly that now has become the most corrupt organization in the history of the world. If Donald Trump does not get the Nobel Peace Prize for even this meeting, even bringing Kim Jong-un out of North Korea to Singapore to sit down to sign this document, to have the conversations that have been had. I mean, if that doesn't warrant a Nobel Peace Prize after after Barack Obama got it for literally doing nothing and then joking about it, why, how he has no idea why he has it, then then it's even more corrupt than the Olympic Committee uh, or uh, or the uh, the, uh, you know, New England Patriots coaching staff. What's up, everyone? My name is Mark. Hay. The number is three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five. 
if you want to give me a, a buzz, 340-1045. I promise I'd play for you. I don't know if I want to play this whole video. The, the video is like four minutes long, <laughs> but it's really... It's really wild. I guess. What? Well, yeah. Million people. Okay, hold on. I guess I'll play it. Uh, what, basically, what happened is they had this trailer video that the White House created to introduce the leaders, uh, Donald Trump and Kim Jong Un, and it's four minutes long, and it basically talks about the world we live in. It talks about the past, and then it talks about what we want for the future, and more specifically, what does Kim Jong Un? want for the future does he want a future that's ripe, uh, ripe with you know money and investments and and speed boats and that kind of thing you know because we can bring all this into his country we can open it up to all kinds of investment we can make his country you know one of the richest in the uh, in the world he's got a huge workforce they've got technology and they've got a leader who is you know dictatorial sure but apparently seems a little more open than those in the past. So things could happen. And this, this bizarre trailer, this bizarre, you know, video kind of, uh, kind of illustrated that. Has never seen a great life or more isolation. Which path will be chosen? Featuring President Donald Trump and Chairman Kim Jong Un in a meeting to remake history. To shine in the sun. One moment. One choice. What if? Yeah. The future remains to be written. So there you go. This is like a, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's intense, man. That is a Hollywood movie trailer for the ages. And it, it's starring Donald Trump as, well, Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un as you know, Kim Jong-un. And then, you know, what if the future is, is yet to be written? And so they, they played this and then they introduced the two gentlemen and then they had their meeting and then they did their thing and everyone's making fun of this. Uh, you know, and people were asking about the video and are you legitimizing Kim Jong-un? That would seem to be a big question is here's a guy who murders his family members, uh, had his girlfriend shot, uh, you know, tortures people for no reason, puts all these people in prison, uh, you know, horrible, horrible, uh, you know, uh, violations of all kinds of uh, civil rights and and human rights then you've got you know the just the fact that he keeps people impoverished makes children work all these things that are horrible uh you know and in order to break through any of that you've got to first meet the guy and nobody seems to nobody seems to get all that you know you have to sit down in fact one guy said to donald trump uh why didn't you get more specific why didn't you get more? Why didn't you get more details out of this whole thing? Here's what Donald Trump said. Well, can you talk about how sure, you? Sure, that's you, what they're doing. Well, I mean, you, I don't how think you the, 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 yeah. uh, Kim Jong Un uh, to, to for a complete, verifiable, irreversible. Yeah, I, I uh, did honestly. And can you say why yeah. you didn't secure those details in this agreement? Because there's no time. I, I'm here one day. We're together for many hours intensively, but but it's one day, dude. Like, calm down. You got them to commit to denuclearization in a day. You don't think that's something to celebrate? You don't think you don't think the details are going to be hammered out a little long? I mean, I you know I have a contract. You know how long it takes for that, and that's nowhere near as important as this one. They're, when you're buying a house, it's going to take it takes days to buy a house to get all the details. You have to get it inspected. You know, nobody nothing happens in a day. But you make you sign the agreement and you say, okay, we agree to buy this house at this price, and the seller says, okay, we agree to sell it to you at that price, and then you go to work, and then you have the inspections and then you write to the bank
they come out and they make the appraisal and they say, okay, this house is totally worth that. We'll give you the money. Or they go, whoa, you're going to have to pony up like 40, 50 grand if you want to live here. And then you go, what? That's insane. And you go back to the buyer or the seller rather and say, your house is a piece of crap. You need to knock off $40,000. And they go, what? My house isn't a piece of crap. Your bank is. This is how negotiations work. But the fact of the matter is the press is trying to find anything at all. Okay. They agreed to do denuclearization, but you didn't get a time frame. You didn't get any specifics. You didn't get any details. And Donald Trump is sitting there saying, look, I studied this. Denuclearization, it's not a quick turnaround. You're talking about nuclear uh, warheads. You're talking about, you know, what do you call it? The, uh, the, the green radioactive uh, material. Plutonium. It, you can't just you can't just go in there, shut it off, and you know get a hammer and start whacking these things apart. You've got there's disposal processes. There's all kinds of things that have to happen. You've got to you've got to basically deactivate nuclear you know plutonium. There's a lot that goes into it. And Donald Trump's saying, I know it's going to take a long time, but we're going to start immediately and we're going to get it done as soon as possible. And we're not idiots. We're going to have people go in there and inspect it. We're not idiots. We're not just going to be like, OK, you agree to this? Great. We're going to lift all the sanctions. Let's go back to D.C. Let's, you know, that's not what happens in these situations. But to the press, that's, uh, you know, that's exactly, you know, that, that's what they pinpoint. Someone else asked about the video, and here's how Donald Trump, uh, you know, re- reacted to that. I thought it was well done. I showed it to you because that's the future. I mean, that could very well be the future. Yeah, uh, and that's what he's hoping for. But the, the, one of the most interesting questions, and it came up over and over again, and the third time it came up, Donald Trump just said, look, I've answered that question. So step back, dude. But it was a question about giving legitimacy to Kim Jong-un as a leader. And here's here I'm going to play you the question and then I want you to listen to Donald Trump's response because it's probably, you know, all the people that always said he's not presidential. He's not a diplomat. He's a buffoon. He's the the bull in the china shop. He's this is that and the all these really old dated references. But, you know, they go in there and they say he has no idea what he's doing. But here's Donald Trump giving probably the most honest answer to any question I think I've ever heard. Brian, if I can save. By the way, what the question was, I should start there, is, what, you know, what do you say? Well, here, I'll talk, let's play the gulag people. This is this is the first part of the question. I wonder what you would say to the group of people who have no ability whatsoever to hear or to see this press conference, the 100,000 North Koreans kept in a network of gulags. Have you betrayed them by legitimizing the regime in Pyongyang? No, I think I've helped them because I think things will change. I think I've helped them. There's nothing I can say. Uh, all I can do is do what I can do. We have to stop the nuclearization. We have to do other things, and that's a very important thing. So at a certain point, hopefully you'll be able to ask me a much more positive question or make a statement. Yeah, may ask a much more positive question, you stupid jerk. I mean, <laughs> come on. You can't, oh, what about the people in the gulags? What, what, you think they're going to spring themselves out? You think that by sitting in Washington and ignoring the problem, it's going to go away? No. you got to actually say, all right, there's people in gulags and they're suffering and the country's horrible and they've got nuclear weapons. What do we do? Do we sit here on our butts and say we're not going to talk to you because it would legitimize you as a leader? The dude leads the country. He's sitting in the palace. He's the one calling the shots, literally calling the shots. He's the one shooting missiles up into the air. If you want something to get done, you've got to go and talk to him. you got to sit down. you got to shake his hand and say, okay, look, here's the deal. You're acting like a jerk. you got nuclear weapons. We're just not going to stand for it anymore. We're sitting here. Let's hammer it out. That's how it works. Nobody else has been willing to or able to do any of that until now. And it, and w- instead of saying, "Hey, Donald Trump, you've opened up a a you've opened up a, a communication chain with somebody who we thought was a brutal di- dictator," 
I mean, is a brutal dictator. Someone we thought was totally out of reach. Someone no one's been able to sit down with and even negotiate with. And and it's a horrible thing because you know what you're doing? You're just those poor people in the gulag. I guarantee if those poor people in the gulag saw Donald Trump sitting down with Kim Jong-un, un, they wouldn't go, he's betraying us. They're going to be like, thank God, the freaking cavalry's finally here. Thank God, somebody didn't forget about us. Thank God somebody is man on a plane and go to Singapore and do something about it. What Donald Trump said when they said, uh, this guy Gary from Time Magazine said, didn't you just put Kim Jong-un, didn't you just make him an equal and here's, here's his response. Brian, if I can save millions of lives by coming here, sitting down, and establishing a relationship with someone who's a very powerful man, who's got firm control of a country, and that country has very powerful nuclear weapons, it's my honor to do it. It's my honor to do it. If I can save... 30 million lives, millions of lives, everyone in Seoul, Korea, people in Japan, people in Guam, people in North Korea who are suffering and dying. If I can save those lives by taking one day, getting on a plane, flying to Singapore and opening up a conversation, not just I'm going to do it, but it's my honor to do it because, oh, yeah, that's exactly why he was elected in the first place. Three. It's so it's so unnerving. Three, four, oh. 1045. It's a good thing. I would, if I were the president of that press conference, I'd probably just bob someone in the face. I swear to God. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. This is the Mark K Show. More of your phone calls coming up on News 1045 WOKV. Mark, I'm so sick of winning. Donald Trump was right. You're going to be sick of winning. I'm sick of winning. It's so awesome. We will win, and we will win, and we will win. Oh, yeah, we will. We're just going to keep on. You know, it's so it's so amazing to see and to think about. Uh, you know, somebody said it. What did, what did somebody say earlier? Something about, like, uh, if you flip the names around. I think the naysayers are always going to be anti-Trump no matter what he does. Just switch the names from Trump to Obama, and you'd hear a whole different story on what happened. Dude, there would be ticker tapes parade parades in every city in the United States, especially in Washington. If this was Barack Obama that came back from Singapore, there would be ticker t- George Soros would hire people to wait at the airport to uh, you know for Air Force One, and there would be speeches and people would be like running in the streets. It, it, it would be ridiculous, but it's not. It's Donald Trump, and so uh, it's a totally different scenario. You've got Donald Trump out there tooting his own horn, tooting his own horn. You know, people people say Donald Trump is an egomaniac because he toots his own horn. He's not. It's just no one else is tooting it for him. You know, I'm, I, I completely understand not being uh, credited for your successes that you have to go out and tell people how good you are because no one ever does it for him. Every member of the press uh, is sitting, you know, and they said they can't even believe it. Donald Trump, why do you think you did this? Many presidents previously have signed off of pieces of paper only to find that the North Koreans either didn't promise what we thought they had or actually reneged on those promises. What makes this time different, Mr. President? Well, you have a different administration. You have a different president you have a different secretary of state you have people that are you know it's very important to them and we get it done the other groups maybe it wasn't a priority i don't think they could have done it if it was a priority frankly i don't think they honestly could have done it even if it was a priority yeah i mean we know what the, we know what bill clinton's priorities were <laughs> anyway hey uh at three four zero one zero four five, we got a couple phone calls i want to grab real quick before we have to get out of here this is will on the south side will thanks so much for calling the marquee show what'd you want to say hey uh this, i appreciate you taking my call mark uh yeah I think it's uh, 
too early to take any victory laps. It's too early to, I, I, I think everything that's happened up to this point is great. I just hope this doesn't turn into another Neville Chamberlain situation. We have to learn from history, bro. This yeah, guy no, I get it. is Hitler-esque. But the, I mean, if you if you want to talk about history, though, I mean, this is this in itself is historic, and the fact that it's come this far, and you know, and Donald Trump said, look, he's not saying it's done. In fact, he said this: uh, we will do it as fast as it can mechanically and physically be done, Steve. And the sanctions? Uh, the sanctions will come off when we are sure that the nukes are no longer a factor. So we still have sanctions. We still have troops in South Korea. We still understand that there's a threat. We ain't stupid, but we're also excited that there could potentially be a bit a brighter future. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. Bob in Orange Park, real quick. Uh, Bob, what do you want to say? Uh, yeah, um, I haven't heard this talked about yet, but remember when Obama was running against McCain? And he said, uh, McCain was saying, you know, we would only meet with uh, people in these foreign countries, uh, certain countries, if preconditions were met. And Obama said, oh, no, we don't need any preconditions to sit down and talk about peace and things. And the media just went crazy, and that was like, oh, my gosh, he's so understanding. But now we've got someone that has done not only preconditions, but preparations and perseverance, and we've got a guy that's gone over and done checkbox one, two, and three already. And no, now you're, we're gonna you're right about that. You're right about, hey, thanks so much for the call. We got a bolt. But you're right about that. And that's the thing. Donald Trump, he got he got them to release hostages already. And they're already blowing up some of their, their nuclear facilities. And, you know, they're, we pulled out of these talks. Don't forget, we said, all right, we're not going to talk to you. And they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we want you to. This is why Donald Trump, again, has to toot his own horn. I will say this. We're much further along than I would have thought. I did not think we'd be here. I thought, and I've told people, I didn't want to build up people's hopes too much. But he did. And, you know, and, uh, and the hopes are, it looks like there's a bright, brighter future on the horizon. And look, I got a bolt. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with an all-new Mark K show at 11 a.m. Stay tuned for the news and Rush Limbaugh next on News 104.5 WOKV. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.